my annual duties with my self-directed IRA. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. In today's episode, I wanna chat about what are your responsibilities, your duties, your obligations if you have a self-directed IRA or a self-directed IRA LLC? What do you have to do as the IRA owner? So let me start by focusing on the self-directed IRA and then I'll get to the IRA LLC, also known as the checkbook control. So with the rather old self-directed IRA, the IRA custodian, which is the bank, financial institution, or trust company like IRA Financial that will custody and administer your IRA, the good news with the self-directed IRA is that the IRA custodian has all the reporting responsibilities with respect to your IRA and the IRS, okay? But if you do take a distribution or if you do make a contribution, you have a responsibility to report that on your 1040. But focusing on the annual administration of that self-directed IRA, the custodian, and a custodian under Section 408 could be a bank, financial institution, or state chartered trust company like IRA Financial Trust, we essentially will handle all IRS reporting with respect to your self-directed IRA. So each year we have to file what's called a form 5498, which is due by the end of May for the previous year. And that's something we do. So you do not have to file the 5498. Unlike a 401k, if you have a solo 401k or a regular old 401k, the plan administrator is required to follow the IRS form 5500 or the 5500EZ in the case of a solo 401k. Whereas in an IRA setting for a self-directed IRA or a regular IRA or Roth IRA or SEP IRA, the custodian is required to file the 5498. So it's one less burden that you would have. And that's one reason why a lot of small businesses like the SEP IRA versus the solo 401ks that the custodian has the reporting requirements vis-a-vis the 5498 than with a solo 401k where the business owner, for example, as the plan administrator, would have the responsibility for filing the 5500EZ. Now, to defend the solo K, which I'm a big defender of it, I've written two books on the solo K. If you have under 250K in a solo K, there's no annual reporting requirements. And if you have more than 250K, it's just a very simple, easy, yeah, it is an easy one-page form that takes, meh, four or five minutes to do. And if you're a client of IRA Financial, we'll you know, help you do that. So not really a major burden. But going to the annual responsibilities on a self-directed IRA, the custodian, IRA Financial Trust, for example, if you have a self-directed IRA, whether you have an LC or an IRA, we will handle the 5498. Same with if you take a distribution or if you make a contribution, the contribution gets reported by us on the 5498. You're going to want to also if it's a pre-tax IRA, you certainly want to um, report that on your 1040 so you get a deduction for that. But the 5498 will include, essentially gives the IRS a snapshot of what's going on with the IRA. So contributions made, the amount, type of contribution, pre-tax or Roth, distributions, were any taken, RMDs, and the value of the IRA as of 1231 of the prior year. Now for traditional investments like stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, Obviously, super easy to get because it's just the value of the account as of 1231. For alternative assets, a little more difficult, right? Real estate, private placements, uh, private equity, hedge funds, venture capital. A lot of those uh, investments, 
are not traded day to day. They're not publicly traded. So it's up to, um, in some cases, the partner or the managing member of the entity you invest in to provide you a value. If it's real estate, it's a little bit easier because you can go online and use a website like Trulia to find uh, the value or even use a tax record. Uh, so real estate's essentially um, simpler than a, a more, um, I would say, you know, hard to value asset like a private investment or into a hedge fund or a private business. Now, if you don't know what to do, you can always use the value you paid for it. If you're not sure, if you weren't provided an updated value. However, if you're over the age of 72 and you have to take a requirement of distribution, or if you are taking a distribution of that in-kind asset, i.e. The, the private placement shares, you're going to want to have a third party provide uh, you that valuation because it becomes a taxable event. So in sum, the 5498 really gives the IRS a snapshot as to what's going on with your IRA, kind of a nice summary, uh, one-page form that they can look at. It also provides the IRS with some info as what you what the IRA invested in. Um, they invest in real estate directly, they invest in LLC, they invest in equity. So the IRS have, has some concept of what you invested in. 5498 won't say you bought property 123 Apple Street or you invested in XYZ company, but it will give the IRS some concept as to what essentially the IRA invested in from a, a broad category standpoint. So that's the 5498. Um, the custodian will also file a 1099-R if you take a distribution, if you do a rollover, all that information would be in the 1099-R. So most of the hard lifting with respect to administration of a self-directed IRA happens by the trust company, which is great for you as the IRA owner because you don't have to deal with that stuff and mess around with it. The only thing you got to do from a self-directed IRA standpoint is you want to certainly tell your accountant if you do pre-tax contributions. Even Roth, you should let your account know because they can be reported. But certainly pre-tax IRA contributions, you want a deduction for that, whether it's a traditional IRA or SEP IRA. And obviously, if you take a distribution, you have to let your account know because you're going to have to report that if it's taxable and or subject to a 10% penalty on your 1040 return. So there is some coordination um, with um, your account. The good news is IRA Financial will provide you a 1099-R. So if you took a distribution, um, that, that info would, will be on the 1099-R, which your accountant should get a copy of. So for a good old self-directed IRA, uh, very little you have to do. If, you don't, if you're not taking distributions or making contributions, you literally have zero reporting with respect to the self-directed IRA. Now, with respect to the LLC, there's a little bit more work because you have some responsibilities. The manager of the LLC, you have reporting requirements depending on your state for filing potentially an annual uh, filing registration form or fee with the state. So most states have some type of annual form slash fee that they require. It can go anywhere from 10 bucks to 800 like California. So you're gonna wanna work um, with your uh, IRA financial team member um, or you can call our compliance department and we'll let you know what needs to be done. Uh, you obviously receive continued correspondence with us based off the state so you know exactly um, what your responsibilities are. We provide you all that info, but ultimately you as a manager of that LLC have the responsibility to file or pay for any annual fees. The fees should come out of the IRA uh, LLC. Um, now tax returns. If you have a single member LLC, you're not gonna file a federal income tax return for that LLC. The LLC single member is treated as a disregarded entity 
for tax purposes, and there's no federal income tax filing regarding the LLC. Now, if you have a partnership, meaning you have an LLC owned by two or more IRAs, you have to follow 1065 um, each year, which um, is due March 15th. Uh, you can get an extension to September 15th. Um, and there's no tax due, but you still have to file the 1065 form. Uh, along with that 1065, the K-1, which goes, a copy goes to the IRA, you can send it to IRA Financial. Again, we'll provide you all this info. This podcast is more of an informative uh, issue spotting uh, exercise to help you understand like what things potentially you would need to think about if you have a self-directed IRA or an LLC. Um, in terms of actually doing it, that's something you know we'll work with you and help you based off your individual situation. But single member LLCs, no federal tax filing. A partnership, an LLC owned by two or more IRAs, a checkbook control LLC that's owned by a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, uh, for example, you want to file a 1065. Um, there's also a state partnership return. Again, no taxes due, but no federal income tax, but you still need to file it. The K-1 copy to the IRA trust company, um, and then obviously a copy to the IRS. The K-1 will just include the IRA information. Shouldn't be any tax as long as you don't trigger any UBIT, unrelated business taxable income, which if you do, and there's more than $1,000 of UBIT, which gets triggered if you use a non-recourse loan to buy real estate in an IRA, a non-recourse loan to buy stock, or if your IRA invests in an active trader business, like a restaurant, operated through a pass-through entity like an LLC, more than $1,000 of flow-through income is subject to UBIT tax, which can go as high as 37%. And that is reported to the IRS in a Form 99-T as in Thomas, due April 15th. And even though the 990 due March 15th, the T is due April 15th for UBIT. And um, that's another responsibility as the manager of the LLC. Clearly, we're not able to do that because we're not privy to all the details of your investment. So we're not going to know if you have an IRA or IRA LLC, what the net income is with respect to the UBIT. The promoter of that investment would, would tell you or you would know if you're buying real estate and using leverage. Again, another reason for joining our compliance department annual um, membership because it's kind of stuff that you can call us up and we have tax professionals, attorneys that can assist you with these questions, which uh, are important because you want to be able to file uh, responsibly. So in summation, regular self-directed IRA, the trust company, IRA Financial, will take care of your 5498, your 1099. Only thing you need to report is if you take, uh, do a pre-tax contribution, you want to tell your accountant if you do a Roth. And obviously, if you take a distribution, the 1099 uh, we send you, you should provide to your CPA. If you have a checkbook control IRA LLC, same rules apply with the 5498 and the 1099, but depending on your state where you follow the LLC, you may have annual filing requirements and a fee. It could be as low as a few bucks to 800 minimum franchise fee with the state of California. Single member LLCs do not file a federal income tax return. Partnerships, an LLC owned by two or more parties, including IRAs, must file a form 1065 by March 15th. Extension by September 15th. You'll also uh, need to follow a uh, relevant state form. No taxes due, but forms still need to be filed. And a K1 would go to the IRA custodian and a copy to the IRS. So that essentially covers all the annual responsibilities as a self-directed IRA owner who um, utilizes a self-directed IRA to do investments like alternative assets. The important thing, and this is one of the things I keep saying, not all self-directed IRA companies are the same. We go above and beyond with our 
team and our compliance team to give you the individual um, education, the individual support you need. And it really comes down to support. I can't tell you how many clients I hear from that come to us and say, hey, I set up self-drug IRA with this other company. And once they paid them, I never heard from them. Every time I ask them a question, they say, go ask an attorney or CPA. We don't give you any advice. We don't give you any consulting services. We do. IRA Financial does. That's why not all self-directed IRA companies are the same. Um, and for a couple hundred bucks a year, you'll get access to tax professionals like attorneys, CPAs that can get you answers, real answers, and help you make sure that your self-directed IRA stays in full IRS compliant as well as if you have an LLC, make sure your LLC stays in state compliance. And if there's any tax returns, whether it's a partnership or a 990T for UBIT, we will help you uh, get those filed timely and properly. So there you go. Thank you so much for watching today's podcast. If you're listening to it on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you pick up podcasts, thank you. This is a weekly podcast. It drops every Tuesday. So definitely check it out next week. Um, thanks for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it and hope you have a great, great, great rest of your day. Take care and be well. Thank you.